<clears throat> you want me to get us started? Sure. Today is March 23rd, 2021. David, how's it going? Ooh. I'm not too sure if there's a word for it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's complicated. It's complicated. You know, mm. I think... You know what's funny? I think if I were to observe myself from the outside, it looks like I'm doing well, you know? Um, I'm going out... You know, I swam today. I'm eating well. My body feels good. Honestly, my mind feels good. I meditated today for the first time in like fucking two weeks. Good job. Um, but I feel like shit, man. Like, yeah. My summer plans are still like fucking <laughs> up in the air, and I'm not too sure what's gonna happen. And fuck, man, I got a, a midterm tomorrow, and. <sighs> And a project due this week, uh, this Friday, and I feel like I'm not getting thing out of class because I'm always unfocused, thinking about other shit. And I feel mm. like I'm wasting this awesome time to just fucking learn shit, and it's just like all because I can't control my own thoughts. And then on top of all this, again, the thing of yeah. other people and connections. And intimations and obsessions, those have yet to really go away, and I'm not sure how to deal with that. Mm. And yeah, I just feel this. You remember that one word, dude? You remember that one word that was on the obscure sorrows page called lashiosis or something like that? Like, it's, uh, it's define. It's where, for some odd reason, you crave disaster in your life, and mm, you, you, you want, that. yeah, you want like a kink in the straight line that has been your life so far. You know, you feel like everything has gone so smoothly, and you just want, like, you want to complicate it. And I'm not sure if I feel that way, but I feel like, like, I feel like I have had this coming for so long. You know, like I've hidden my my insecurities and my and my emotional immaturity for so long and put on a costume for so long i feel like it was bound to just kind of get unveiled and i, I think i'm i think i'm here you know? mm. I, I think i'm here right at the inception of your adulthood as well yeah fitting. i guess fitting. i guess so mm. and i don't know like for i for the first time a couple I think like a couple days ago, like my throat like closed up on itself out of fear. And that in and of itself was scary. Like, holy shit, it's really getting that bad. And it's You're, fear out of like fear yeah. out of like I don't know myself almost. Like everything's going so weirdly that I'm not even too sure what I'm doing. You don't have a sense of self anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like your whole life you're taught that. Two plus two is four, and it feels like it should be five. Yeah, you know, but a sense of self is such a weird thing to even fathom. But like, you miss it. Like I, because I have like lost myself this month as well. (laughs) Don't even like know what's happening, and I do. I do just miss like feeling like I was at like a singularity, but I feel like I'm just scattered about, you know. But I just, I miss. Like feeling like I was Cal. 
So it's just been tough, dude. March, I, I had a feeling this month was going to suck. What do you mean? I, I don't know. I just saw it coming. I just, I knew, I knew I was going to get denied by every college. Like, and I just, I just knew this month in particular was going to just haunt me. Mm. And I, so far I've been right, even though I really, I really have tried to be positive about it. Have you felt the same? Yeah, I didn't know March was going to be bad. I guess that's the, th- you know, it's kind of interesting. I spoke to someone because I know Molly mentioned that she was like a highly sensitive person, um, HSP or something like that. And I met this other person here on campus who's also considered an HSP or or self, self-prescribes self herself as an HSP. Yeah. And she says like, yeah, like I feel I feel things before they happen, you know, or like. I expect things before they happen or I can kind of sense things before they happen, good and bad. And that's something I guess I've just, I'm just not that aware of my environment, I think. And, and frankly, not aware of myself often either. Yeah. Living externally, but like, yeah, you're unaware. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I was, I was hoping we can do something else for this episode, but uh, but 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 before I do that, though, I would like to ask any updates from your end. How how have things been with Molly? Because um, I know you spoke with her yesterday, and I was wondering if that was okay. Yeah. So this is what we decided on, um, because both of us have just been like, it's just been very rough. Because I mean, like adulthood is coming, and like college is coming, and there's just a lot of complication going on in both of our lives, and. We're like, this is a the metaphor I decided to describe what we've been feeling. It's like being boyfriend and girlfriend means that we're putting a, we're attaching a chain to both of us, right? And that can be okay when when life is, uh, when there's not a lot of obstacles, when there's not a lot of poles and things in your way because you can just walk walk without worry. But right now there are a lot of obstacles and this chain that tethers us together is just getting in the way. Like, you know what I mean? We're, we're having to like run around certain obstacles, just trying our absolute hardest to, to keep this chain together. But we, what we decided is like, we need to sever this and learn to just move through, move freely through this obstacle course that is young adulthood so that we can make it on the other side without having any two adverse effect, adverse effects. And so what we're doing is we're kind of, I guess, putting our relationship on pause, but that doesn't mean we can't talk to each other. That doesn't mean I can't call her whenever I want. She can't call me whenever I want, but it's just not a fully 100% committed relationship. We're just kind of at this point, just free. And we're just trying to land on our feet again (laughs) because we've just been up in the air for like three months straight. So that's what I decided to do with with Molly. But it's actually that that was a good relief that we were both on the same page for that. So no tears, like you guys agreed. No, and and no, and it's not it's not too sad of a thing because like I mean I I just got off the phone with her, you know. I mean, you it doesn't mean like we we don't we don't we can talk we can still talk to each other, but but it's 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 basically without the complications that is like a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship for now. I mean, believe me, like 
I feel like I'm never going to find anyone like Molly. Obviously I've already met a lot of people and mm-hmm. like no one's even come close. Right. And I mean, even today, like Molly just saved my ass. Cause I was just like out for the count, really depressed. Like just my head in my bed, in my pillow. It was just, I was just face down and I just like hated living. <laughs> I just, it was one of those days and I, I just last resort, I just called Molly she talked me through it and I felt amazing after like she really is a a sage that could just cast a spell on you just revive you you know what I mean I do that for her as well but it's really hard to be in a relationship when life is this complicated <laughs> and mm. I like this 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 level of freedom we have now and there's like no expectations like I'm not expecting Molly to be a perfect girlfriend because she's not my girlfriend it doesn't mean she can't be like the most important person in my life. It's it's mm. just no expectations right now because I can't handle that and neither can she. It's fucking insane life. Um, it makes you wonder like what's the point of the chain and label in the first place? Well, it's exactly. I know. Like well, what is the point? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, I've, I've always I've always thought that to myself. But but. Molly's always loved the idea of the label and the, uh, and like the, f- the just commitment. like the, the, the full commitment. And she's, she's always looked at it as like a way to avoid abandonment because it's like Molly's biggest fear, you know? And the chain provides this like artificial means of me security. never letting go. Yeah, it's security. And, and to truly have an amazing relationship with someone, it's to walk next to that person. And not afraid to not afraid to lose them without being chained together. That's mm-hmm. that's when you're really a secure person. And also learning that too, Lear- learning that too. I think that's something that we're gonna explore uh, in this time that we're not together. You know. Mm-hmm. But I don't even I don't even know what like how I I don't even know what the fuck is happening, dude. I I, I called my therapist and i was just like hey because i haven't had an appointment with her in like a month because she's like gonna she's like in the hospital she got covid in november and she still has it oh she still has it yeah she's been like fighting for her life and she gets better and calls me and then she gets worse and then goes back to the hospital and then like it's just crazy um so i just haven't had that (laughs) support at all in the last few months and so I asked for like a referral. I was like, do you have any other therapist that, you know, and she gave me two. So I'm going to call them tomorrow and see if I can get an appointment. Okay. Cause I'm yeah. definitely in, in need of something. And, 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 and today just to like tell you what's, what happened today. I, uh, I really just needed some social interaction. And so I just took a whim and I hung out with people I've never hung out with before. And it was really disappointing. And that's the thing that sucks. Is like I really who's your hang out with? Uh, some Starbucks people that they work at uh, Martin Luther King and Sixteenth, which is like the, the 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 downtown Starbucks. Oh right, right. Yeah, and and I just got a I just got a bad vibe from it. I just feel like we didn't really have anything in common, and they just didn't really want to elaborate on anything. They just wanted to have like pseudo conversation about yeah i don't like that either and i just like it's like they preferred it that way they're like oh no need to get deep like what 
I mean, and, and I mean, like we're not getting deep. Like deep doesn't even exist. <laughs> just be honest is what I'm saying. It's like these people are just putting like projections on me and I hate it. And it made me just feel tired. You know, you know the feeling. I do. Yes. I feel I felt exhausted. I literally almost like fell asleep while I was driving home because that's how much these people bored me. No offense to them, though. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's their fault. Like, it just, we just weren't compatible. So that was really disappointing. And now I just kind of feel like I'm at square one. And I'm here. And I'm just very glad we're recording, though, David. Yeah, well, you know, that made me think, too, man. Like, I'm kind of scared. Because, you know, I, I talked to this one person, you know, that one person I kept talking to you about with this obsession. Yeah. Um, I... You know, I find a lot of energy talking to this person, but I'm afraid that like they might feel tired like you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh my god, that's the worst fucking feeling in the world, bro. Like, what if that's the case? Well, what if you're getting so much out of it and they're not, and oh my god, that's such a well. Mm, what I've noticed is like if you're getting something out of it, most likely they're getting something out of it. No, oh, can you? Are you sure? Is it? That I'm almost. I am almost positive i'm almost positive like i every time i am like when i'm hanging out with someone and i'm energized and i feel like the conversation is amazing and i'm like not tired afterward every time it's reciprocal because you can't have a good conversation and you can't come out of it feeling good if the other person's not feeling good like that's a just a guaranteed fact mm-hmm. like david like what if I like we could never record a good podcast if I was sitting here bored out of my mind while you were just and you'd be able to tell wouldn't you if I was just sitting here pretending to be interested in what you were saying and just (laughs) not adding anything to the conversation yawning like believe me it's I, I could tell that these people just didn't find me interesting either and it's okay it's okay I didn't find them interesting I just want to hang out with them again hmm I mean, if I see them, I'll say hi, have a quick conversation, and then just mm-hmm. see you later. Yeah. But there's no point in trying to keep those things together. Those relationships don't deserve energy. Mm. And they'll never be more than just small talk and like getting a coffee or something. <laughs> like that's as, that's the most those relationships will be. Mm. Um, yeah, um, I do want to say this one thing though. Um, I was able to talk to Ethan Perez which I frankly did not know very much about I, I knew him briefly he was in theater and he would hang out in the band room and you know on the outside looking in he wasn't very much of a motivated student senior year like his senior year my junior year our junior year you know I remember he would, like ditch school to go get flowers for other people which was in and of itself a very kind act and honestly for me it was like very inspiring but obviously it didn't show that he really much enjoyed school um, but I actually recently connected with him because I'm I'm help I'm helping write this I'm helping write this book. I think that's the correct grammar, but mm-hmm. um, on California inequality and upward mobility. And I wanted to talk to Ethan about his story because he you know he goes to the JC and turns out his senior year he he really wanted to go to UCLA like that was his dream school and mm. you know he he I guess he had great, good grades throughout high school and then his senior year kind of dropped off. Uh, in the end, he got accepted into UCSB in San Diego, but didn't get to UCLA. And he said, you know what? I can do better. And also it was like like finances and, and money was a big issue. So he decided to go to the JC. 
And then at the JC, you know, the first thing he did was go to the transfer transfer council. He's like, yo, what do I need to do to get to UCLA? And the transfer council like, all right, man, let me help you. Well, first thing I want you to remember is that, like, keep this energy that you had that made you come into this office today, first day. Keep that and you're guaranteed you can get in. And he just threw himself, like, he's part of, you know, he's, like, the editor-in-chief of the journalism club. And, you know, he's, like, a student senator for the arts and humanities. And, like, I think the vice, he's, I think he's Hispanic, but he's, like, the vice president of the Black Student Coalition. Which is kind of <laughs> cool. Which, That's which dope. Is, which is kind of interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, and he's graduating this spring. And um, he's not intending on transferring next year. Well, like, this year. Like, this. So, he's not going to college this fall he decided to take another year just because like covid he doesn't want to deal with that yeah um and he also wants to like work a bit more to gather some funds because he's putting himself through college yeah um but yeah he really wants to transfer to ucla so he's putting together his application really hoping to and and but honestly by the looks of i mean he has sh- straight a's and you know obviously a great great account i i, I seriously think he's gonna make it and I don't know. It yeah. just made me think, and he and he said something that was like so fucking like eye opening. You know, he was like, "What did you say?" He was like, "I thought my roads closed my senior year. I really thought so, and I was really like he contemplated like just leaving, like just hitchhiking out <laughs> out of fucking California, just finding a life somewhere." I've like, that's been, how, I, 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 yeah, I've been near that point. Yeah, and and yeah, and he just. He, he found and, and he started the JC feeling like he didn't belong. Like he, it was a very stigmatized view of community college. And then eventually he came around and met some amazing professors. And that's the thing too. He was like, he, he also agreed. Like there were people like in, in his club specifically, there were people who were very dedicated to the work, but sometimes in class, there were obviously not so, not that many like dedicated people. But he said like, that was actually a great thing because no one would come to office hours. <laughs> for professors oh, so he would just oh, awesome. he, he would just go and just connect with them and right now like he, he's actually um he's and I'm not fucking like like going going crazy here he's literally the godfather of one of his professor's sons <laughs> like that's fucking crazy it's incredible that's incredible yeah and mm-hmm. i don't know like it just made me think about like roads closing and shit and i feel like both of us were feeling like roads have kind of closed a bit and yeah I don't know. I think I think we're telling ourselves that, you know. I know, I know. I know. I mean, I, I like. I'm obviously pissy about junior college, but I mean, I'm gonna make the best of it for sure, for sure. Like, no doubt about it. I'm gonna go fucking hard, and and I'm like, I'm even debating if if Santa Cruz is a good option, you know, like. Yeah, because rent's expensive, you know. Rent's expensive, and education for the price of rent isn't. It's not, not a good ratio. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's stopping you from like getting an apartment in Merced? Like, I understand, like, I would. Oh, you know, like, uh, I hate Merced. It's like, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate living here. It's really what it is. Is it? But is it hate living here or hate living in in your household? I hate this town. I hate this town. I I really do. Like, I I would never. <laughs> I'm I'm going to a junior college out of town. I can't live in this town anymore. <sighs> I really can't. I just feel like there's nothing to fucking do. And I know like you got to make the best of your situation. I'm done. I've I've been here for 18 years and it's time to, you know, try something new. Yeah. I got you. It's time to like get, I need new experiences. It, it's, it feels like every day is the same when you've been in this town, when you've been in this town for this long. I, I would like to just 
And, and I like the people, like I hate generalizing, but I have met a lot of young people in this town. I just haven't been, I feel like I just haven't made that many connections. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, I That's something that's a guarantee is I will not be living in Merced by the time summer rolls around one way or another. Whether I go to Santa Cruz or a junior college elsewhere. Or if Berkeley accepts me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which yeah. probably won't I guess the thing uh, is well I mean have you ahead. have you an idea of like any other place besides Santa Cruz for living yeah uh eh, not really I mean I haven't done much research I just I just like living I just really like Santa Cruz right it's, a, it's just a cool place to live I, I just don't know if I would go to the UC but but I, I do like the the junior college they have there. I heard is really nice and it's free. So, and I know rent is expensive, but like I will be working at a Starbucks guaranteed. So that's good money, and my parents are willing to help me. Hmm. So I mean, finances aren't really an issue, but it's really like I don't know if I if Santa Cruz, UC Santa Cruz is the is the move. I don't know if that's where I want to get my degree from. Wait, why not? What what changed? I don't know. I just did research. I did some research and I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to love it there. I just, I don't really know the differences. Like that's the thing about college. It's like, why do I feel like everyone's an expert on fucking college? Like how do these people, like, why do you have to do this much? Like, you have to do so much research, but you like, you, you will never truly know what the experience will be like unless you go and you're taking a huge risk, you know? And I just have no idea. Like, how, how, how am I supposed to know how these four years at Santa Cruz are going to go? And how do I know if it's going to be worse or better if I, if I go to a junior college and then go to and transfer to UCLA or Berkeley or something? I, I don't know. Like, and is the education really better? All I, all I have is like reviews, word of mouth, YouTube videos, but that'll never truly tell me like if the education is actually better. If I go to a different school, like, do you have any opinions? Have you done any research? Yeah, and I would definitely not use word and experience. Look at the programs. You know, you said the political science program was yeah. good, right? Yeah, it does that, look, that should it, it that should good. be yeah that should be your motivations to go to that any school yeah. is, are the yeah. programs. I I saw like for instance, I did not even apply to Princeton because like they just did not have anything that looked interesting for me to study. Like here, for instance, um, they have this really interesting educational studies program. That I was super interested in, you know, but mm. yeah, that's what you should. I thought, yeah, I, I don't know if, I don't know if um you're disliking UCL UCSC, um, for any reason other than like, is it just? I don't know. It's just I I feel like I've, I guess it has a stigma, <laughs> as it's like the worst UC. It's the easiest one to get into. It's, I don't know. It's just I've oh, always really. That's what you heard. You, and people have always said that. And I mean, it's it's true also, like by the numbers, like average salary when you get out, uh, acceptance rate, average everything, GPAs, SAT, it's the lowest on the list. Yeah, but don't you think that's more of like a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like, isn't that, don't you feel like that's kind of defeatist? Like saying that, oh, well, I'm going to the school and whatever statistics are, I'm going to kind of self-impose that onto me. Like, Yeah, I know. I know. You know, I, like I think it's entirely up to your your choice. You know, 
the fact that yeah. UCSC has like Ivy League professors and award winning award winning lecturers, you know, that's that's not you know that's not going away anywhere. You know, the fact that student yeah. culture is student culture, that's their fault. You know, I think I think frankly, like UC Merced, for example, right? Technically, it's the easiest university to get into in the UC system. Yet, literally, literally, like it's one of the few. I think besides UC Berkeley and UCLA, it's the only UC that's produced a Rhodes Scholar right now, and a Rhodes Scholar is like a really high prize for like graduating seniors in college to go to Oxford to study for a year. Like oh, just wow. this last year, a Rhodes Scholar came out of UC Merced, um, and you know. There's like literally dozens of Harvard, Yale, Princeton professors at UC Merced. Um, literally, like, because like my interview for Harvard was at UC Merced with a, uh, a UC Merced professor who went to Harvard. You know, like honestly, like UC Merced, even I would say is like, yeah, kind of that stigmatized group where like, oh, it's it's yeah, well, and it sucked. I literally I, I saw a YouTube video and it was like low-tier ucs and it said merced ucsc and like fuck off and davis like my opinion on the low tiers i mean to be fair is you know like you know there's a reason why you didn't apply to those places right it's because it's because of that stigma yeah honestly it is and i well and also i just really need to get out of the middle of california i just have a hatred for it that's really the reason why but i I mean believe me david you gotta believe me on this one like it's just, I, I I only have one life, and I really don't want to spend it in the middle of California. I have a love for the coast, and I just want to go, you know. And I want to be, I, I love the nature. Like I, I'm going to go hiking every single day. Like I'm really going to get everything out of Santa Cruz. And the heat, it, it's unbearable. <laughs> like I know that sounds like such a weird thing to complain about, but those things matter. Like it's a four year experience, and like you want the best for yourself. For those four years. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, I, you're I, disagreeing I with me though. I don't know. What's your, what's your I thoughts? just feel like, like for me too, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I also dislike Merced for a long time, but these things are transient, you know, but you're making life decisions off of more or less transient feelings of, of dislike. But I understand. But then again, like I haven't lived in Merced for 18 years, so I can't really say, say that you know that's why i can't really disagree with you you know because obviously i I don't think i can say that on my part but i think these feelings of dislike and and hatred for a place for a home perhaps i don't know if the you know like looking 30 30 years down the line would you hate the idea of central valley you know like yes <laughs> well, that's the thing. Know. you're saying that as an 18 year old you know yeah like, yeah but i mean i feel like i'm almost certain like I mean, you were certain of UC, UCSC being like your go-to campus, and now you even you're having good doubts now. You know, like I feel like, and for me too. You know, I thought I was emotionally mature, and then I fucking came here and realized that came and handle a simple crush. Yeah, nah. I mean, obviously, I can't be certain of anything, and and that that, that constantly changes. But what I'm saying is like, just Merced. I can't imagine myself living here for four more years. That's really what it, what it comes down to is like, I have my mind set on being elsewhere. And it's also like a thing that my parents have just always kind of put on me. And it's like, when you're 18, you get the fuck out of the town you're living in. Like my, my dad, 
went from a random port town in Washington. He moved to Seattle the day he turned 18 on his birthday, packed his bags and moved to Seattle. My mom, same thing, lived in Fremont. And then just the day she turned 18, she packed her bags and moved to Irvine. Like, it's kind of just what my parents have been telling me to do my whole life is just to move out and, and and not just move out, like, like really get into a different town. And I do, I I, I do. I want new experiences. I, I want, I want to feel new things and meet different types of people. Like not just people from Merced. I want, I want unique new things. I feel like I would really grow as a person by being in a different town. Honestly, I, I, yeah, now that you're yeah. saying, like, yeah, that's fuck, man. Like being in the same place. Yeah, like eating tofu for like your entire life, man. Like you gotta <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I honestly, yeah, I think I think you changed my mind a bit because I don't know. Ultimately, like this whole college thing too is like who cares if you entered at 18 or 20? Like two years. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the especially if these two years are spent in a place where that will truly make you feel happy. Like fuck man i'd take that over anything else mm. and then going to like fucking yeah yeah man i think you know i i think adults especially parents sometimes shit on the idea of like doing things that makes you make you happy for the sake of oh do things that don't make you happy now that will make you happy later yes yeah well, that's, that's, that's the gen x mentality yeah and look where they where it got them no i'm just kidding um <laughs> um no and i think i think fuck all you know like I think, I think there's a purity to pursuing happiness in a genuine way, like not happiness that's like drug, you know, drug induced, but yeah, 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 pure happiness that 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 like you know like itches your heart, you know. Mm. I, I think it's kind of like following things that will not like following a light that like will naturally lead you to to a better place. Yeah, you know. Because yeah. I, I think when you screw yourself over for the sake of future happiness, you're hedging bets. You're hedging bets of, of a currency that you don't have. You know, how can you hedge happiness that you don't yet have? You're literally in happiness debt, right? And if you don't, yeah. if you don't pay it off, well, you're fucked. You That's know? a good point. Yeah. Wow. You know, you, you're just... It's gambling. It's literally gambling. That's what the entire generation Happy, X is. Happiness debt. And you go bankrupt. By the time yeah, you're you, you can default, and that's depression right there. That's yeah. a midlife. That's a midlife crisis. That's that's giving up. That's what that's what defaulting is in this case. Jesus, that is a mm-hmm. that's a great metaphor. And oh. I don't know. I don't know about for me too, man. Like, problem is, I don't even like for you at least. You have a clear idea of what makes you happy. Do I? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you said you wanted to go to coast. Oh hell yeah! Right? Like, like you know the things that will make you happy. Yeah, of course. I, well, I mean, not of course. Like, obviously, everyone should. But like, I've had a gap year. I've, I put a lot of thought into this. this. Is all I've been thinking about for an entire year. Yeah, but you know, like for me, man, like I don't know what makes me happy, bro. Elaborate. I where's what's the word elaborate? I don't know. <laughs> You just don't I, know what makes I, you happy? I just don't know. I thought I knew too. Like I thought I loved podcasting. Mm. And even now it's it feels like it's draining me. Mm. And you need I, to take a step back and, and ask yourself what you need. I'm scared if I ask myself that and I 
I'm scared of asking myself that and then not. Fuck, man. Have you done that in a while? Just no. Fuck no, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't it's like I don't want to ask this question. I. I'm like, I don't, I, I, don't want, I don't want to ask it and then fucking not come up with an answer, you know? Well, it's hard and, and sometimes you won't. But if you don't, wait a little bit. You don't, don't put pressure on yourself to, to know what makes you happy. But, but just start with the small things. I mean, obviously you're not going to know what, what your life, a, a life is. It's like full, fully fledged. That's going to make David Chen happy. Like that's going to be tough. But just start with the small things like, just wake up tomorrow, David, and just the first thing you should ask yourself is like, what the fuck does David need today? Like, David needs to pass his midterm tomorrow. <laughs> well, maybe that's that's <laughs> not what... <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what David definitely needs that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. If he's going to fucking graduate. Yeah. But, but mentally, like, other than that, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you, I got you. Yeah. When it sucks, I feel like we put so we put big bets on such fragile things this month. Like your summer thing, was a big bet. Like and, and I put I put a lot on college to just bring me happiness, and it's just such a fragile thing to pick. Like of course that was going to let me down, whether I was going to get into a college or not. And I and I put like my entire mental health riding on on top of that bet. Yeah, and look where it got me. It's such a fragile thing. Like the things I need to, like decide whether or not I'm happy they need to be reliable like you know even people can be really unreliable like putting all your bets on like one person hopefully they end up liking me or like hopefully they won't leave me fragile that's that's, that's a fucking glass house that a rock is just gonna go right through yeah. but there, there are solid things that are just infinities that will never leave you and learning to love those things would would, <laughs> would just we would go a long way that would be yeah. great I think that's that's my problem, man. I, I I put too much on fragile things, you know, whether or not someone would like me or whether or not the summer thing would work out. And that I guess, yeah, then that's where it led me here, you know. Well, what, what would you say is a more reliable thing to rely on happiness with? Well, well, Plato. This is some. This is what I learned from Plato. Just studying Plato. This is like his philosophy. Is like falling in love with things that won't leave you. And but won't, Plato, how, do you know, how do you know it won't leave? Like, how do you know something well, won't leave you then? Plato fell, he, he said it himself. He says, I fell in love with knowledge. And he's like, knowledge has never left me. He's like, I, every day I wake up and the first thing I want to do is just learn. And he's like, and it's not just the novelty. Like, I don't want to just go around telling people facts to get the reaction. But he's like, I genuinely woke up and I just wanted to learn. And he's like, and I, I, that's what brought me happiness and love. And, he really fell in love with it as if you would fall in love with a person. And yet he didn't have to worry about being rejected, not being liked. <laughs> he just such a simple thing. And I don't know what, what those, what that infinity thing is for me. I've been trying to read books cause I know books won't leave me and books won't let me down. And Still trying to figure that one out. It's kind of complicated. I haven't yeah. been tr- truly able to fall in love with it. But I guess we got to answer that question. Mm. Like, what is the infinity that we're going to fall in love with? Yeah. And I think maybe the, I don't think there are that many. I think, I think knowledge might be the only one. I, I, is there any other? I don't think there is, man. Well, 
I mean, there are things that, like, for example, falling in love with nature. I mean, potentially, like the physical world itself, nature, uh, food, (laughs) cooking for yourself, exercise. Like, these are infinities that are hard to fall in love with because they don't bring you a lot of immediate happiness. And we've learned that. The phone does. Um, and, and, And getting, like, that text back from the girl is fuck it probably feels great in the moment and you get that confidence boost but shit, yeah but but shit man then the text doesn't come or the tiktok like the tiktok like stop coming and maybe a post flops or a podcast guest you just don't click with them and there's just so much uncertainty and you have your happiness riding on this shit so like we're just march has been like the glass house month we, we have been putting our bets on glass and it's just been shattered into pieces by now. I mean, look at us, dude. It's been like three straight podcasts and I feel like we haven't made a comeback yet. This is like the longest depressing streak we've had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely been one to test us for sure. Yeah. Well. All right. I think, honestly, dude, you've you've helped a lot with this episode. Dude, like talking about like falling in love with infinities, maybe... Yeah, I've been falling off. I've been falling in love with too many finites, man. Yeah, too many finites, yeah. bro. And these run out. Got to go with old reliable. <laughs> like old reliable will never put you, will never let you down. You know. Um, I can't believe like I really made it seem like if I didn't get like twenty percent, like these are the percentages I'm playing with to to decide the next happiness I'm going to feel for the next four years. The hell, man. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm glad we have realized where we went wrong, kind of. I mean, it's more complex than that, obviously, but. Agreed. Yeah. I think this is a good start just to reset and just wake up tomorrow and just try to hop back on the wagon, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Thank you, dude. I Thank yeah. you. This is how. David and Cal felt on March 23rd, 2021.